Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Throne Controllers Podcast. I'm Bats, and as always, I'm joined by the colossal Case. Case, how you doing today? Doing good. I didn't know you knew I turned into metal on demand. Metal on demand? Colossus. Colossus. Oh, yes, the, the comic book aficionado case. Colossus. Got it. Yes. You know, right. X, X-Men. Went right over my head. I was like, oh, I'm... Colossal does not mean metal, Case. Okay, so I thought we were going to have to have a conversation. You know, he's also in like three movies. I'll take your word for it. You really need to get out more, man. I'll take your word for that as well. It's a movie. They're playing these things called theaters. Mm. They have seats and you like watch something on a big screen in front of you. Usually it's a kick-ass sound system. Nope. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Well, someday I'll take you to one. You're going to take me on a date? <laughs> yep. Just me, you, a theater, and a bunch of teenagers. Awesome. That's, I'm... Could be taken wrong. Anyways, it's yes. that time of year again. It's 2014. It is the last day of 2014. And that can only mean one thing, Case. What's that? Lots of champagne and kissing random people? No, but I'd like to go to that party. Oh, fly on down. All right. Uh, no, uh, it's the, the end of 2014, so we are going to discuss the year that has been the 2014 review extravaganza. So we're going to talk about all the memorable stories and... We're going to do a breakdown of every game that's been released this year. So sit back and relax. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> Let's gonna, start at the top. I'm actually curious on how long it would take to like run through them. Like you did like a, I guess, one minute per game run. The date, the date was January 2nd. 2014, Sonic the All-Star Racing Transformed came out on iOS and Droid. Thoughts? You know, you sound like uh, Casey Kasem there for a second. Next on our list is Don't Starve, console edition for PS4. I finally played that game this year. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. It's okay. I don't know. I can't get into this weird, uh, what are they, survival games where you have to, like, go hammer shit and build shit with the shit you hammer. No, but um, but before we jump into you know maybe some games that uh, we enjoyed this uh, particular year, let's just uh, I'm gonna quickly let's uh, I'm on the old Wikipedia's here and it's just talking about some of the major events that happened this year. Yeah, uh, Microsoft acquired Gears of War. Okay, Back. remember that Double Helix was actually, acquired by Amazon. I actually did not know that. Uh... I totally forgot about the Gears of War purchase. Yeah. Double Helix was purchased by Amazon. Which they just had a great game come out this year called Strider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oculus Rift was acquired by Facebook for $2 billion. And they got John Kramick, Carmack from id to be their lead of tech. Yeah, definitely. Um, They're doing they- stuff. <laughs> Who knows what. Twitch was also acquired by Amazon for $970 million. Ah, I forgot about that one. Mm. 
Nintendo announced a the new Nintendo 3DS. So it's not just the 3DS; <laughs> it's the new 3DS. That's its name, which is it's got a thumb. Uh, what's that thing called? And not analog stick now. Uh, on the right side. Yeah, I, I will break that. Yeah, I, don't know. I was when they announced it though. I was like, I should get that, but it's only in Japan right now, right? The, yeah, they yeah. haven't really uh, announced a release date for it in the U.S., and I'm guessing they won't call it the new 3DS. They'll probably Probably. call it, like, the new 3DS XL. Well, they already have an XL. Yeah, but it's the new 3DS XL. <laughs> I think they should, they should just call it the old 3 That would be really confusing. Yeah. Microsoft Studios announced the acquisition of Minecraft for $2.5 billion this year. There's a lot of people out there that have more money than me. Yeah, and uh, uh, that dude just bought a house for like $70 million and he outbid your boy Jay-Z. Yeah, and then right after he bought it, someone made a replica of it in Minecraft. Nice. That is that is but useless. Do you, do you like Minecraft, by the way? Just out of curiosity. I, I, I play it occasionally. Okay. Just wondering. I, I know a lot of, you know, 10-year-olds that like it, but I've personally, again, it's the hammering shit to build stuff. To make things just not in it for me. And we had various conferences from E3s to PAXs. We had a PAX Australia. We had a BlizzCon. We had a Gamescom. We had a, a brand new one called the PlayStation Experience. We had more conferences this year than we, we really ever have. Um, and we even had a Games Award show. But it was just the Games Award show. And lucky uh, enough for us, they put them all during the same week. Right, so that was um, that was that it was a, it was an interesting year, to say the least. Yes, I think the news was more exciting than the actual games. Oh man! So, with that, let's talk about games. Yes, this exercise was depressing. I'd have to say. Which exercise? Going back and saying, "Hey, what games this year did I truly enjoy?" And would I like to talk about them? It was it was a depressing. I felt this year was very weak with games. I mean, there was there are some there are some good games that came out. Not gonna say there weren't some games. There were some definitely a lot of entertaining games. But I felt like there was a lot of like sevens. You know, I don't know sevens out of a hundred. I don't know whatever scale he used. Seven out of a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of like there was a lot of like a it's yeah, it's a good game, but it wasn't like hmm. Uh, you know, like, I'm going to not do this because I want to play this game. It's like, eh, I have to turn on something and go, ah, fuck it, I'll do something else. Yeah, I think the thing I was saying is uh, there's a lot of games that I played, and I was like, oh, that was fun. But there was really hard to find that game. I want to be like, you know what? I can see myself playing that again. Or even, like, two years from now going, oh, man, I should go find that old version of, of Strider or whatever and play it again, you know? It was just yeah. there's nothing that like stuck with me as like wow, or even a game. I know. I think everyone who's listened to to the podcast have remind me that, know that I say this a lot, but there wasn't that many games that I would like buy for my dad. Like none of them stood out enough to be like, oh yeah, I could just buy this for him. But that is that is so that is right there proof. Because there's that some is... games that are so good that I buy for him, even though he can't play them because he's an old geezer. Um, <laughs> just so he can see. What gaming is like. Yeah, when you know when Case has to revert to being like, maybe I should get him a screwdriver or a tie, we're in trouble. Let's. Oh, I still bought two games. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That was mostly because of Steam sale, but 
And I think there were games from like two years ago. That's fair. Yeah. Two years ago, had some good games. So, how, how do we want to so talk about these games? Let's just. Why don't you start off with the with the your first one here, and if it's on my list as well, well, I'll, I'll jump in and, and chuck it out there. But what would you say in out of out of let's say the top five ish games of the year? What was your fifth ish? <laughs> game. This is very technical terms here, folks. So if you need, just feel free to pause the podcast, go look up these terms, and then come back. So, um, my fifthish, fifthish game. Fifthish, might, yes. People might put quotes around it and say, "Is it a game?" Um, and I also, it's one of those games too, where like I question why I have it on the list, other than it was pretty, and that's the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Okay, I think by it was a game. So. Astronauts by astronauts. Um, I know I, I thought it was a game too, but there are you know some people that are like, oh, it's more of just uh, like you know click adventure. You just walk around and put things together, and it tells you a story. Yeah, that's that's what a video game is. Uh, like right. those people can go fuck themselves. I mean, Day of the Tentacle, Maniac Mansion, um, yeah, any any of that stuff. And they're all really... classic. You're naming all the classics. So. Right, right, right. You know, anything like that was. Click around and, uh, yeah. you know, Monkey Island, all that stuff. It's, it wasn't like you had to write a thesis. thesis. There's a lot of thus in that word. So, so um, well, well, speaking about finishing, did you play finishing of Ethan Carter? Did not. I watched a quick look. All right. So, just so, like, the two things that really, like, still stand out on me about this game stand out on me, stand out to me, stand on you. Got stand, it. Sure. Was a like I PC gamer, so I know um, one of those better than you God people. Uh, it was probably the most beautiful, like, in technological, technological, technology-wise environments I've ever seen in a game to this date. Now, since there's no shooting or much AI involved, you know they could use a lot more of the processing power towards the graphics, but still, it was really pretty. I. First thing I did was take screenshots and send them to friends and say, "Holy shit, look at this stuff." That, that's funny. I, I didn't receive any screenshots. I said friends. Oh, oh. Uh, how much nudity was there? None. Well, was there? Just, no, there wasn't. That <laughs> sounds. I was just saying it. Now really dropping on my list. I'm going to give a spoiler a little bit here. Um, it's actually within the first 15 minutes of gameplay because uh, this is the other thing that really drew me into the game is you're usually walking around and you're discovering like notes on the ground for like a child wrote and and at the beginning you don't realize it but whenever you read these notes it kind of takes you into that world that you read about and i was walking through the woods and there's a guy in an astronaut suit it's like standing in the distance and i ran towards him and he kept on running away from him i kept on chasing him and eventually i got to us uh i forgot what i got i got to like a spaceship and it sucked me up into this other world a different realm completely where I had to like solve a puzzle then return back to Earth. And it was just like, what the hell just happened? And it was just it was really because you were like reading these letters that you're living the story that the kid wrote. But it's just like this weird like walking through a beautiful like mountain region and all of a sudden I see an astronaut and I start chasing after him. And then like weird shit happened. And I was like, Alright, I'm definitely gonna play this game. That doesn't happen to you? Uh not on Tuesdays. Oh what, what is it? Wednesday. Because I go into the woods and all of a sudden I get really dizzy and um black out and I wake up several hours later those are the brownies you eat before you leave oh 
Yeah, when I eat a lot of brownies, it definitely makes me sleepy like a bear. <laughs> All right, so moving on, what's your fifth-ish of your list of things that came out in the previous year? So I want to preface that my list this year has some things you may refer to as cheats because in your PC Master Race society, games sometimes come out before they do on the console. So, when they come out on the console, technically this is the first time I've played them. But, you would say, hey, that came out a long time ago. And I'd say, no, it totally came out this year. So, let's just nip that in the butt right here. Just, just so you know, strangely enough, I don't have one on my list, but I almost put one on my list that I liked from last year that wasn't in my la list from last year, but came out on console this year. So, I was like, oh, could I put that on my list? Yeah. <laughs> but So, I would say... Um, I'm going to go with Octodad, The Deadliest Catch. Haven't played it. Okay, so um, the controls are obviously extremely frustrating, but they're supposed to be. Uh, it's, you know, like a co-op type of thing where, yeah. you know, each button moves a, an arm and a leg and stuff like that. Uh, the game obviously is a, you know, everybody probably knows the concept. You're an octopus that... Um, is a dad. That is a dad, wears a suit... And uh, goes around and uh, does different things. And, and no one seems to notice that you're actually an octopus. You're married. You have children that are human. And you have to do things. I mean, the first the beginning, you know, the game first starts, you're doing stuff like getting out of bed, turning off an alarm clock, going, getting milk for one of your kids, stuff like that. Like doing yard work, mowing the lawn and pulling weeds. And so it's, it's very funny. Uh, just some of the stuff that happens because you're just like, okay, well, I'll just, and you're, you're hitting people with stuff and it's humorous. It's something that you can play maybe one time. You do it a second time and it's it's going to lose it. It, it. And a lot of the humor depends on if you have a sense of humor. Um, right, right. If you're yeah. just a, you know, like, all right, this is stupid. So it's definitely, a, I think it would be, it's a game where either you, you enjoyed it or you absolutely thought it was the stupidest piece of crap ever. Uh, and it really depends on, on, on that there. So definitely interesting, but it's one of these things also where you couldn't, you can't just keep, um, making that game again and again, uh, because it's been done. Uh, you know, yeah, they, well, as they, I said, the game toast came out. Uh, right. Yeah. Somewhere. That's what I say is toast, you know, people are like, Oh, okay. And then I, I get it. And that had, toast had some interesting, um, similarities, you know, you're a piece of toast and you're trying to get toasted and, you're trying to get across different surfaces, and they can be dirty, and you have to stay a certain amount of clean and whatnot. And so there's there's a there's a bit of traversal there, and you know it's in that big level world. So they did some slightly different things. So that's kind of interesting um, to get to your level of deliciousness. But um, I think it's it's not something that's going to turn into its own genre per se. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's a fun little 2014 game or 13 yeah. game, depending on your world. Right. So. Um, you know, interesting, if, especially like, you know, like little kids watching it, they think it's hilarious because you're playing terribly because you have to play terribly. It's the only option you have. Shit is right. fine. You're flying, you're breaking stuff, you're bumping yeah. into people. It's complete insanity. So, so interesting enough about Octodad, I was, uh, I was just reading, I don't know where I was reading this, but it's it co-op games of 2014 and Octodad was ranked as one of the better ones where I guess one person gets control of two tentacles and the other person gets control of the other tentacles and you have to work together to try to beat the boards and missions you have. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm like, that would be insanely difficult to do. Yeah, definitely. Even your dogs agree with me. They always agree. Yeah. They're good. They're fans. Exactly. All right. So, yeah. So, Octodad. So, what do you? what else do you have on your list? All right. Well, so, unlike you, I have an order, but I don't, my order is not... They're like point zero differences between them. Um, so, it's hard to say what number four was. But I will say what number four was, even though it's hard to say what number four was. That makes no sense. So... Um, this is actually a surprise game to me also this year. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor by Monolithic. I haven't got a chance to play it yet. I know Ooh, it's, it's a really? travesty. I, you know what? It is literally on my backlog, and I'll, I'll put it out here right now before we get too far down the list. So is Far Cry 4. It's, they're just sitting there. It's a backlog. I know. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. That, that actually surprises me because it seems like right up your alley. It is right up my alley. It's yeah. just... I. It's been it's been crazy. So, I, well, first off, I think it was a surprise to me because it was a Middle Earth game, right? Like it was tied. To, well, not it's not really tied to a movie or the book. It's a prequel to everything, I guess. Uh, but it like I just don't believe in anything that has a tie to anything else. Usually, when it comes to games, even though this year I think had a lot of good um, tie-in movie uh, tie-in games, but uh, this one. A it was because of that, so I didn't even look at it when it was on the list of things, you know. Uh, and then I just love the Batman combat. It's, I don't know, I think we need a better name for Batman combat, combat, but that's what I'm calling it, where there's a flow to the combat, and as long as you keep your flow, you get stronger and stronger hits, uh, and then there's usually a finishing move involved of some sort. Not sure what that would be called. And then, I don't know how much you know about the game, which I assume you do since you read about games all the time, but the Nemesis system where mm-hmm. there's like a loyalty of like the Chiefs, and, and working your way through that's pretty cool. I think the only reason it's not higher on my list is that I personally thought the story was a bit, a bit weak. Um, and it might just be because it's an open world game and so the connections between all the storylines don't always sync up right. But it was a game I would turn on because I would miss the combat. And I'll admit, there was a few times where I was playing other games this year and I'm like, you know what, I might just go play Middle Earth just so I can get that taste of good combat again and then go back to this other game. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's a that Nemesis system is something that you can definitely bring to other games, and other people can borrow it or they continue in that. And I think the whole Middle Earth thing, um, it was just a you know, it's a name and a universe they could drop it into. And I think at the end of the day, it would probably just help or hurt sales, you know, depending on your case. Uh, they they tagged in there. I think that even if it was called something totally different. Um, you know, it w- would still be a great game. I think just with the Middle Earth concept, the you have the the orcs and stuff like that, and you kind of already understand, um, you know, yeah. why they're bad and and why you're fighting them and etc. Um, interesting thing. Uh, you know, they say you can't walk into Mordor, but apparently that guy can. Hey, he was not a guy. He was a spirit. Well, he walked into Mordor. He was already in Mordor before Sauron took over. Well, he, he, lives, <laughs> he then he lives there. There you go. Uh, the other thing is, uh, back, back to your statement about the Middle Earth name, is from what I understand, it was not a Middle Earth game originally. It was a different game that they were building. Um, yeah, I, some, thought, I think her, I heard maybe even a Batman game. Yeah, it was either a Batman game or it was an Assassin's Creed game. Those are the two I heard. And then um, I guess someone paid them 
some buco money to put Middle Earth on it. Or they weren't able to get the licensing to the other game they wanted to make and turn it to Middle Earth. But So that might be a, a reason why it's better than some of the other tie-in movie games, like every Transformer game ever made, for example. Hmm. Anyhow, so that that's my that's my fourth. I, I actually it was weird. That was one of the ones I felt was going to be high, higher when I started making my list, but then I, I don't know why it just ended up where it was. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so that is on my list of stuff to play, probably in twenty fifteen. Twenty twenty, gotcha. All right, so uh, next on my list is another one of these. Eh, technically, came out this year for me. <laughs> games. So, right. and that is the Swapper. I actually played the Swap. I, I finally played Swapper this year, also. So, to me, it's a 2014 game. Did not realize it when I was making my list, but that game is cool. Yeah. So, I really like the. At first, you know, I thought the mechanic. I'm thinking this is not. I'm not going to enjoy this because you essentially. I, I guess you could say you wake up, or uh, it's it's hard to describe. But you, the, the game starts on uh, a station uh it seems to be appears to be some kind of a mining station it's it's on it's a not, planet or on an asteroid or something yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not really it's not really important but you're not it's not earth or whatever and there seems to be this technology where you can uh make a clone of yourself and you can throw your consciousness between those clones uh and you know in a typical uh kind of a traversal puzzle-ish game uh there's certain you know things lights or controls that will prevent you from either sending your consciousness to uh one of your clones or from cloning in that and and you certain things you have to do you know trigger to open doors and stuff like that so it's interesting and 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 i found it you know just even like traversing going up you just shoot the gun up and you just clone pass, clone pass, and you can go shoot straight up in the air and keep going because as you're going, your other clones are just falling and dying and you're just using it to kind of climb this imaginary ladder of bodies you're piling up and, and stuff. And it's just, it, there's a lot of um, potential there for using that mechanic. Um, and the thing is, though, when you have two clones out, when you move, they both move at the same time. So if you're in different planes or whatnot um, or, or different things. So, you know, there's there's a lot of different things you can do with it. And I felt like the atmosphere was really good. And also the art direction was interesting because they used physical objects when they made it. So they actually went and made like clay models and things like that. Right, and right. they. And they photographed and that's how they made their, their different no, – I'm going to use sprites as the word, but whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. um, so it, it, it has a really nice look to it um, in, the, in the lighting and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of it feels a little bit kind of empty, but you, you're cloning. I don't know. I just really like the feel of it and the art direction. And even though it's, you know, just another puzzly type game, um, I, I felt it enjoyable. It was a little, little bit different than, you know, some things right. we've, we've seen. Yeah, I think my two, the two things I say about that game is, one, I love falling from great distances, and then like a few seconds before you hit the ground, you clone and pass your consciousness to another yeah. guy who only falls like two inches. <laughs> That's always fun. And then um, some of the puzzles were very hard. Like, well, I'm going to say they're very hard. Maybe not very hard, but they're hard. But once I solved them, it was, all, it was like, oh, yeah, that was as hard as I thought it was. Like It just took that thing to click in your brain, which is really nice to have, you know? Yeah, and, and to that point, I I felt 
kind of like Portal in some of those sentences. Right, right. Yeah, de- definitely. So um, I'm going to say spoiler alert here. What choice did you make at the end? I I actually didn't make it to the end yet. Wow. Nice job. <laughs> All right. Well, in a future episode, when you make it to the end, I want to know what choice you made. Um, I'll say choice B. Oh, that's the bad choice to make. I can't remember if there's three choices or two choices. I don't know. Yeah, but you'll find out. All right, cool. No, I, I just swapper. Here's the funny thing: is I'm the one that usually pushes for indie games and does a lot of indie game playing, and you're the one that's been putting indie games on your list of top fives, and I'm not. Yeah, I know you. You went you went triple A so far. Well, the vanishing of Ethan Carter wasn't. Well, that. yeah, that's not triple A, but it had triple A graphics though. Oh, yeah, well, it did. <laughs> Definitely. That's crazy. All right, so that was new number four, right? Sure. All right, I'm not doing an easy one for number three. Uh, and I, we, we've spoken about this a lot, but we can talk about it more. But right now, Dragon Age Inquisition is my third. Mm. Mm. And, uh, again, it's one of those games where I feel like it could have been a better – like, it's a good game. I enjoy playing it, but I will never come back to it once I finish it, which I haven't finished it yet. I'm about, I have, like, 60 hours into it, I believe. Um, I don't know. It's just, there's something about, like, the, the chaotic combat and, like – I would say 50% of the side quest stories are good. The other 50% get annoying eventually when I have to like have a bull follow me to a camp. It's really stupid. <laughs> I remember that was the thing. <laughs> yeah. And I also, I feel like, I don't know what happens. And I don't, I'm, since it's open, well, I keep on using open world for this game because technically it is open world, but it's weird because it's not truly all connected either. Like you have to, like, fast travel to main areas. Zones, and yeah. Yeah, and it's just weird that sometimes I feel like I'm way overpowered in an area, and then something, like, I make a turn, and the next thing I fight somehow destroys me. Like, there seems to be weird balancing issues of where I should be for what level I am, and there's no real way to tell until you're actually dying. That makes sense? Yeah, um... You know, they could have done the Borderlands approach where the guy is overpowered they put like a red skull above them or something like that but i think in some ways i get what you're saying in some ways i think like you know that's that's good too because you know all of a sudden you get comfortable in an area and you're like i can just i can just run through everybody and all of a sudden you run into something and it's just like boom nope not in this area i have no problem with that i don't want to make no ahead of time i just want to know when i like i even will fight something that's like higher level than me just because i want to try right it's just like Sometimes I run into combat not knowing what I'm facing until it's too late to like make the right strategy to attack it. And it's, I mean, maybe I'm not using that pause feature well enough or something. Because they mentioned in the hints that uh, monsters that have some symbol are difficult to kill, but I've not ever noticed that symbol when I'm in combat. Mm. But I know what you're saying though, because you know, if you, like the the first dragon I ever attacked was by accident because I was just like, I crossed a bridge and I climbed up to the top of a, a building and all of a sudden there's an ice dragon there. And I was like, oh, that's badass that this thing like randomly happened to me and it destroyed me. I think I heard it like like 100 hit points before I died. But it was just like that randomness was nice. But it's also annoying that I don't know if I'm at the right level for what I'm doing. Like either I feel like I'm way too powerful or I'm way too underpowerful. To the game's credit though, it's... The, the checkpointing is very generous. So oh, it is. It, oh, yeah. 
you know, it's not like you're like, oh, I have to do a whole bunch of shit again. If you, even if you forgot to quick save or whatever, yeah. you know, it literally just says like, oh, here, we'll set you right, right before you start doing this right. stupid thing. So you can just be like, I'm going to run the other way now. So, um, I totally get it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I found it interesting because generally what I do is overpower on, uh, games and then just the rest of the game, it's just crush everything. And, when I got to the point where I thought, you know what, I'm overpowered and I'm just going to crush things, um, then I would run into stuff like that and it would just be like, oh man, I guess not. Right, yeah. No, I get that. No, it's, no, I, I, like I said, I still enjoy the game. I just, again, I think once I beat it, um, I'm not going to return to it. Even though, I know you've finished it already. Um, mm-hmm. And you didn't, you made Blackwell, spoiler alert, I guess, but I don't know how much of a spoiler worked. Work. Spoiler to say this, but you took Blackwell out of the game early on in the game. No, I didn't. I thought you did. Did you mm. did you sacrifice him in the fade? No, I didn't. You lied to me before? No, I sacrificed a different guy. A, a, oh, a, a guy from a different from from another game that I had. Saved. All right, all right. So did you have to play the the um, Blackwell uh, storyline completely? Yes. Uh-huh. I really like that storyline, and if someone sacrificed Blackwell earlier in the game, I would almost tell them to replay the damn game just to have that storyline. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was a nice twist to it. It was definitely interesting, where it's like, oh, 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 because you have this definite opinion of this particular character, and then you know, not without going too deep into it, it it, it changes it where I had a hard time reconciling right the yeah. two, where I was like, okay. It doesn't seem like this person would do that. It's just, I was, yeah. and, and how I would have, if I hadn't known at the beginning what I had known, then I just think about um, how you can, you can judge people, how I would have judged them if I hadn't had a previous experience with right, them. Right. I probably would have actually judged them a lot harsher. No, uh, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And, uh, like that that kind of made me like like that's one of those things where I I could get if I knew someone liked those type of games I would tell them to make sure they play because I think that well that's Bioware at its best I think that story mm-hmm. yeah um, it was really cool yeah and and just kind of jump on this whole thing obviously Dragon Age Inquisition is on my list as well it's a little higher up but again I don't really have a set like this is number one this is number right. two so it's 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 probably closer to the top than this. Um, I I liked it because I like I like Bioware games. I like the whole I like going around and talking to people. And the, and in, in Dragon Age Inquisition, there is a shit ton of talking to people. If <laughs> if you're not a story person and um, you just want to go through and play a game for for just like you know oh I'm gonna go kill a bunch of things, this game is not gonna do it for you because the combat is kind of kind of shitty. It's a hold hold button till die type of thing. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And that's, I don't know, I didn't find it very satisfying. But going around and, you know, making choices on what you're going to say to people and whatnot, very Bioware, very, you know, like Mass Effect. And they've even said this is kind of the direction they're going to be going with um, when it comes to, you know, their their games in the future, right, right. you know, with the conversation, stuff like that, which is, you know, what they've kind of done. But it's, you know, it's 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 in, going up a few levels. And the majority of the 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 good parts of the story are in 
your companion quests. And that's when you talk to someone enough that you can go out and do a special mission with them, you know, whether it's helping them with something or solving an issue or uh, you're developing a romance or, or whatever it may be. And um, so with with that there, that's where the I feel like the best stuff is. And that's where, you know, case you were just talking about the particular uh, companion quest with Blackwall was really good. And I think, you know, that's, that's really where it shines the most is there, not in the main kind of story. The main story is, you know, it's very – it's a very traditional it's, story. It's yeah, yeah. bad things happen. World will end. World ending if you, this chosen one guy, one. chosen one, um, doesn't fix it. And that's very – you know that's well played out on on games. It's uh, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. It's always that. So, getting so, into the smaller stuff is uh, seems to be where I think it really shines the most. Yeah. Well, so on that chosen one uh, part, because like, like since the very beginning of the game, they're all like certain people are talking to you, and they call you the chosen one, and you have a lot of options of being like, yes, I am the chosen one, or no, I'm not the chosen one. Like, like basically, like believing in your own hype or not. How do you fall on those choices? I, I just – I was like really straightforward. I kept telling telling people pretty much to knock that shit off. They were like, yeah, you chose one. And I was like, I was like, no, no, I'm just a dude. So yeah, – I'm the wrong place to run at the right time, whatever. Yeah, that is. like I'm just a dude. So chill out. And uh, yeah, everybody's like, oh, that humility will serve you well and all this yeah, crap like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was pretty much like – now you can definitely go the – I am the savior. I am your lord. Bow down right, to me, right, right. or I will smite you. Uh, but and I, 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 I think that would be interesting. I, I, I like we both did the same pattern, and I didn't see anything online about it. If the your um, I'm gonna call it your home, but because I don't have a better word for it, <laughs> changed based on how you acted. So if you were like more humble, it like kept like a. Well, I don't know what a humble look of a castle would be, but, you know, more humble look. But if you went more like, I am your god, it had this, like, god-fearing look in your castle, I think that would be kind of an interesting thing if it happened. Like, based on your choices, it turned it changed the look and feel of your of your base. Yeah, I don't think they went that route, but that's a very, like, uh, fable type of thing where your yeah, character yeah, yeah. Would, would start to display it. I mean, you did have the option to change the decor of your yeah, castle or keep. But- um, it, was it, really, was just, it was just like paintings, though. Really, it was like a, it was the paintings, a different throne styles, um, different things like that. So you could, you could make it look a little, yeah. you know, gaudy or not if you wanted to. But it wasn't necessarily like you're saying, like a truly, um, is it is it a, a Knights of the Round Table castle or is it is it uh, a Mordor castle or lava and shit? Um, That'd be badass. Though. <laughs> it would be. It was very interesting. You know, uh, if you could. Make those directions. I felt like there was a lot of different game com- uh, components in here and different things they tried to do. You know, you your your companion quest. You had a judging thing where you sat on a throne and you literally decided some some characters' fates. And, yeah. and I wish there was more. I wish there was more of that. I don't think there was enough of it. Yeah, I think they had some things they were just trying out, and maybe that's for future yeah. games. But and I think you know, like you were describing there, something like that. I felt like they almost went down that road. You have a few areas of your base or whatever that you can uh, customize. Well, customize, or also you can you can um, you know upgrade like yeah, info and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I felt like um, they could have made 
um, that a little beefier and also made it like maybe affect the story a little bit because it well, didn't really like you saying maybe um, maybe instead of uh, a garden I chose like m more uh, a place to build more weapons or something because maybe it was more warlike so maybe yeah, that yeah, was, exactly. maybe yeah. morale would be lower uh, but people would be better well equipped or something like that but it, or, you know yeah, yeah. something where, where you you know essentially you could say like do we want to have a moat or we have a, a lava moat and you're like oh a lava moat you know like uh, <laughs> so wait the question is i uh, and since you finished the game and i don't think it's a spoiler but so if i upgrade my castle it doesn't help me at all i didn't see any uh any, any real effects of that uh so, it, what it does is when you do complete you know upgrade something you just get that um that rep rep points that right, help right, you yeah. do stuff so it's just a way to get the but like points. i had like extra 600 points at the end of the game anyway so you, it's it's just another way to get to be able to to move on but i, I really didn't feel like it did much because yeah, that's the one thing i was worried about is if i didn't upgrade i haven't upgraded my castle that much right now and i'm like i was worried that if i don't upgrade my castle like at the end when a, a dragon will come fight us and since my castle wasn't upgraded and have enough defenses and so I have to do more, most of the damage myself or something like that. Because um, it never hints to you what the hell upgrading your castle is for. Right. No, it, I, I mean, that's very, like, Mass Effect was it two or three, three maybe, where, you know, you got, like, you can get, like, a good ending or a bad ending. And, and it's yeah. not like that. Um, okay. That's what I was worried about is something like that. It wasn't like, oh, no, the ship hole got breached because you didn't upgrade the shields enough because you didn't do the side mission. It's, nah, yeah. it's not really like that. All right, cool. And then um, the other thing I think you pointed out quickly earlier, I think the biggest downfall in my most hated moment of the game was the first time you pick up your weapon and it says, hold down the trigger to do combat. Yeah. Um, and crappy That's combat. It. And then on top of that, the, your AI companions have crappy AI. So... I don't. It's just the the combat is not satisfying. I think if they take the Shadow Mordor combat, put it in there. It would have been an amazing game. Yeah, and along that route, I think and this will be the last point before we move on. Is me and you both rerolled our characters because we realized how chaotic and stupid the combat was that we had to move our guys out of that so we have more control over what's happening. Yeah, and and I I think it's very telling because consistently I'm a I'm a run in and. I will stab you in the face type of guy, and you tend to play games more stealth and whatnot. And we yeah. both tried to do kind of a middle of the road of both of those. We tried to do a dual wielding, uh, you know, rogue, which is which you know can go in there and, and do some stuff. I like the quickness and whatnot, and found that rerolling to to go back to an archer was was more beneficial, even though that's not the way I would typically play a game, but it's the it was the best option for so. Yeah. No, no, that's the same thing. All right, uh, stop beating this horse dead, or beating a dead horse, or whatever it may be called. <laughs> so what's your third, man? So, like I said, you took Dragon Age. I don't know if that would be my uh, third or fourth in there. So really, um, uh, I, I really I have six on my list, technically. So okay. it's not that I will six there. So I'll just kind of go through them. Um I'll save the last two, and I'll just kind of throw this one out here as kind of a cheat. Um, that this this doesn't really count, but I like you were saying with the game that you felt like you just kept going back to it to play. 
um, and it did come out this year on the on the consoles was Diablo Three: The Ultimate Evil Edition. Mm. Um, because when games were slow or I was, you know, like whatever, I just go back and play that for a little bit, and you can get little quick sessions in. Um, you know, just a just a loot game. Um, not really. There's not a great story, and it's not uh, anything special. It's it's a Diablo game. It's a Diablo ass Diablo game. Um, and so I would just go back and and play that a little bit, and and it had definitely in the Ultimate Evil Edition had some replayability because even after you've completed the game, you can go in different, and they have so many different levels of um of difficulty. So right, you, can, right. you can do all sorts of different things there. So, and they have the adventure mode in the ultimate evil edition, which is kind of like um, just letting you just constantly just quest, 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 quest. And uh, so it's it was definitely a game of just going back to to play a lot. And I know, you know, back uh, when it came out originally on PC, you and I played it and stuff like that. So, um, and I, I think definitely the one thing I liked about it now was because they got rid of like the auction house and all that type of stuff, the the loot drops became a lot better. Right. So you weren't just walking around collecting a bunch of loot and then selling all of it and not really getting stuff that would be better because, you know, they want you to go buy stuff and they don't want they mess up the economy and all the stuff. So once they got rid of all that crap, they could just be like, all right, here's some, you killed some stuff, here's some great stuff, like whatever. They, they didn't have to worry about like, oh, how many gems are we rolling out or this or that. So... Uh, it definitely kicked it back to more of a, a traditional game where they weren't worried about, you know, some other third right, right. system. Yeah, I, I'm, I had no problem with Diablo 3 when we played it on PC. My biggest issue was I kept on wanting to play it with people, so I never played it solo, and I just, so it just kind of fell to the wayside. I should probably revisit it at some point. Yeah, I mean... It's an interesting game, so um, that, that that's kind of like a again another cheat because it technically you know that's been out. Well, I had DLC this year, right? So that counts. Well, that's the Ultimate Evil Edition yeah. was um, sequence five. Yeah, so it works. It counts. They found a bug and fixed it this year. It still counts. So yeah, so it was interesting. All so right. What else, what else you got? All right, so I'm down to two right here. Um, yeah, I, well, so my last two, I will pick one as my second one. They're probably tied for first, but one I spent more hours on, so that's the one I put up top. And this is and it's weird, too, because this is my only first-person shooter, which I'm more of a FPSer than RPGer, but I have more RPGs on my, on my system this year, my list. So it was uh, Wolfenstein The New Order. Mm, that's another game that's in my backlog. Ah, oh, you need to start playing your backlog. I, I, I trust me. I know. So the Wolfenstein: The New Order. Uh, maybe I'll just say the New Order from now on. But it, I mean, it's a Wolfenstein game, right? So it's a first-person shooter. Um, got really good combat, but it's the first time in a Wolfenstein game where the story is actually well written. Mm, I heard that. Yeah. And you really want to play to see the story, and it, it's like the side characters and. Like they have, um, you have companions. They don't actually go on. They don't, they don't fight with you per se, but they're like involved in the story. Like usually it's just a one-on-one -on -one combat thing, and the mixture of stealth and and full blown-out combat was an interesting choice. Where each level you could technically play it stealth. I mean, not as like Deuce X level of stealth, but 
enough where you could sneak around and take out half the guards before they caught you. And then instead of having to restart, you just throw on your machine gun and, and kick some doors down and, and destroy everybody like you're the Hulk. Um, like all that just made me like constantly want to play the game. Um, it's probably my definitely best first person shooter out this year. And probably the only one I even remember from this year. Uh, but the story was really cool. There's like the one scene, um, which I'm kind of spoiling for you. It's early on though. Oh, there's two scenes, I guess, that are important. One, you make a decision really early in the game on which of your two friends that are with you that get killed. Um, and it's like, and it's, and actually has, it changes the story depending on who you choose. So that was kind of an unknown entity in Wolfenstein games. And then right after that, you get hurt where you, uh, have brain damage and it's you sitting in uh, a mental hospital seeing out through your eyes but you can't move in time I think it's like 15 years or something or 10 years pass in like in fast forward time and it's like this really cool way of having time pass and you still experiencing the horror of the Nazis um, and what they did the people because in the in the new order the Nazis win the war um, and so you like you experience that by like being stuck in this wheelchair mm. But so that like that, those two things are this like I guess because Wolfenstein you didn't have story that like those two pieces like stood out as like holy crap they're actually trying to make a story, which is cool. Now the one thing about the game is it's not in software it's machine games so maybe that's why they wanted to you know separate themselves from the id software Wolfenstein's by actually focusing on story. Yeah, I mean I think when other Wolfenstein's came out there was not the ability to do a story as much so now that sure. they have one I think it's. It's better. Yeah, because Half-Life never told a story. Nope, nope. No, no, no stories in those games back nope. in the 90s. No, no, no. I mean, the characters didn't even talk. No, not at all. So. Yeah, it was all, and if they, if they did, it's all CGI cutscenes. You know. Yeah. Gravity guns and all that stuff. <laughs> so, you, you, so what, did you say you have two left now, or do you have one left now? I have two. All right. Well, then what's your maybe not first, but could have been first? Uh, so again, the next two again. This is I didn't pick. I didn't pick the, and I'm not going to say them both right now. But I, I didn't necessarily pick them because they're my favorite games. <clears throat> um, but uh, I've en enjoyed them, and there's things about them I like, but not necessarily. I think uh, I think everything on this list is eventually going to just be pretty forgettable that's the problem but um right. next one i have on my list is, is sunset overdrive really uh so the, the reason for that is because you're, uh, you're an xbox one lover well no but I, i'm a i'm a console video game enthusiast uh -huh. yeah so uh i felt like it tried a lot of different things i mean not and a lot of things were the same um and there's some key things I like about it. So the, the combat is really kind of unique. They want you to keep moving. And it's very kind of counter to how I typically play a game. I usually sit in one area and just kind of tank and just kill everything there and then move on to the next area. Right. And this game, you just can't. You can't do that. You one, if you just sit in one spot, you will just die. And two, you can't. There's no clearing out of anything. People will just, enemies will just keep coming, um, and they're so. In, in the case in point, uh, I had a friend over and I was playing, 
and I'm moving down the road, you know, you you grind and you jump and there's a lot of traversal, like parkour type of stuff. And you just keep moving. And he's like, aren't you going to kill those guys? And like, cause I'm just moving, running past them. And it's very, that's not what you would typically do in a game. I was like, there's no point really to, right. to sitting there and just killing them unless it's, you know, part of the mission. So it, it looks kind of counterintuitive. Um, and so it made me play in a very different way. And, and I appreciate that, that it, you know, without completely pissing me off, um, maybe play in a different way. Uh, it's got a lot of unique, you know, guns similar to like a ratchet and clank, which I always really like those type of things. Um, but again, I wasn't, I'm not in love with the combat, but it was definitely, it's different enough and there's a lot of traversal. It's, you know, it's got you, you reminiscent of certain, uh, certain games, um, in the mixed a lot of different things, you know, you got your, you know, I, I, I felt cracked down a little bit. I felt like, cause you, you, you feel like you should have superpowers the way you can jump so high and bounce off of everything. And, and then, you know, a little bit of like maybe Assassin's Creed, but not really. Um, and then, like I said, like some Ratchet and Clank in there. Uh, so there's a lot of different pieces that they, they pulled in. Uh, this, it's a, it's a very, Video game, ass video game. Uh, if you want a video game, ass video game, this is a video ass video game. Um, and and they and the thing is, they know it too. They do a little uh, breaking the fourth wall type of stuff, almost. Um, a lot of bad know. punk jokes. Yeah, and stuff like where the game character will actually look at the camera and uh, say stuff like, well, my, my "Oh, favorite, my favorite part was whenever you died. Um, there's always some random." Uh, way you came back to life, like the once there was a TARDIS showed up and I walked out of the TARDIS. Or was that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure phone booth? I'm not sure. Like one time you, you crawl out of the grave like a zombie. And like another time a spaceship crashes and you come out of it. So it's like, you know, some of those like cute respawn things it did. Yeah, and they have a lot of like respawn animations. Um, and that's the main thing I thought was really beautiful in this game is a lot of the character animations. A lot of the his movements and um, facial expressions and just stuff like that, that they, they put a lot of time into it. Like you said, the, you know, every time you die, there's a, there's a, you know, the, there's not an unlimited amount. I definitely see repeats because yeah, right. I'm dying a lot. Um, but even like first time I went to fast travel, most games you go to fast travel, goes to black loading screen, right? This, he, he, he blacks out from drinking. So it's just, it has in the animations a really, it's a really, Especially the first time you see it, you know, it's really, he drinks and then he just falls Actually, over. It's like boom. Strangely, the first the first time I fast travel, I think I looked away, so all I saw was him coming out of the bathroom, and I was like, "Why did he just come out of the bathroom?" And I was like, so confused what happened until the second time, and I'm like, "Oh, he drank himself to to black out," <laughs> but it was kind yeah. of funny. So there's just a lot of a lot of things like that, and even during the cutscenes, the way they 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 convey a lot of. You know, I don't know. We say emotion, but like just yeah. the way the the character is built out. They didn't go half-hearted with it. They went, "Hey, this is the this is the type of guy. This is you know your wise-cracking Deadpoolish kind right. of guy. This is this is him." Um, so, and, uh, you know, I felt like they they went with something that wasn't safe. You know, with the different combat and with. Uh, you know stuff like that, and I, I really appreciate that. I like I want people to take more risks and try different things, especially in a bigger budget game where there's a lot to lose there. So 
uh, you know, I, I felt that's, that gives it a lot of credit for that. Yeah. So on um, the combat-wise, I think the one thing they did well was the more you grind combat, I don't know if that's how it displayed. The more you're grinding in, in combat, the more powerful your, your your actual attacks become. To a point where I was a high enough level where if I maxed out on my grind power, lightning just randomly shoot from the sky and kill things and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it, it like forced you to want to continually grind, even if you were in combat. Not to skip combat, but in combat, like it'd be a bunch of like, oh, I need to like circle these guys by jumping from rail to rail or hanging from this power line, you know. So that I keep my power ups powered up. Yeah, it's it, it's like a combo meter. Yeah. Um. Or you know, going to an NBA game, you're like you're on fire. Exactly. You know, like it's a. But you can. It's wow. why, like you said, like staying on a rail and grinding it, then you don't lose it. Um. As long as you're there, it's not going up, yeah. but it's not going down. If you just exactly. go stop and stand, then stuff like that. So, yeah, that was different, interesting. But again, I'm so used to just trying to stand in one place and shoot people. It's, oh, it's so, it's so like I'm like ah oh, that I just end up like not getting much of that that combo meter up because I'm always just like okay, I'll go stand here and shoot these guys. So, I don't know. It's it's really. Again, in in some cases, it's it pushes me really out of my comfort zone of how I play games and with this game because it's just like constantly you're constantly moving and and, and stuff and um, that's why like a lot of the first person shooters multiplayer's I don't do well at them at all because you yeah. got you got to keep moving and I just I try I stop and try to and I just get shot and get killed and and that's why I'm not good at those is that because that's not my play style. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to stand here and aim for a second. And <laughs> someone's just jumping around like a lunatic and just shoots me and keeps going or runs by me and stabs me in the head. And I'm just like, I, that's not how I play. But this game m- is making me do that. I'm not sure that it's going to change how I play any other games. It's just right, right. to play this game. That's how it is. So, again, like I said, it pushing me out of my comfort zone. For some people, if that's their play style, they might find it boring, you know, because it's not – it's not no, different. It, it was it was fun, even if it is your playstyle. Um, the, the other question I have is, what did your uh, character end up looking like? So Very customizable. <laughs> I I feel I have a, I I tend to make my characters look like what I think I look like in my own head, which is not what I look like at all, but it's what I want to look like. So it's somebody who's just standard normal uh, looking person with sideburns relatively short kind of spiky hair uh he was wearing black pants uh van slip-ons which exact same shoes i'm wearing right now um and then he's wearing a like a white collared shirt with a red tie and a black vest and then um he was wearing uh black and white checkered uh glasses like old school vans type of stuff so very like a he should be in a ska band type yeah, of thing exactly that's what i was about to say <laughs> But that's, that's how I make all my characters. Is kind of like, oh, I usually put them in like a suit. So you're, so you're saying even in, uh, in um, Dragon Age, your guy's got a suit on and sideburns and spiky hair. He's it, the, the closest I could get to a suit. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But he does have spiky hair and, and kind of like sideburns and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I went the total punk route, and this had like the, uh, I think it's a standard haircut. It was like the spiked, uh, dyed hair and. Uh, uh, the British uh, turtleneck on and uh, dirty jeans, you know, with the hanging chains. It's because it was weird because I, th- I think I changed him not to look punk, and all of his like quips he made were so punky, and it kind of took me out of the game a little bit when like a guy in a suit would make a punk statement. 
yeah, it's but like, that's because it's like a ska thing. It's it's ska works. Ska is fine. Yeah. It's my version of punk is that he's in a suit, so he's kind of like, I don't know. He's fancy punk. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I've always been. Is I've always been like, uh, you know, like the anti. You know, go to yeah. go to go to Salvation Army, get a cheap suit, and go go bowling or something. You know, like just, that stuff that I do. Uh, it's because it's just funny. You see a bowling alley, you see. A yeah, bunch of guys yeah. in suits bowling. You're like, what the fuck's going on? But they're not like, they're not wedding suits. They're usually probably a little too small. And, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Awesome. So is it number one time? Well, I mean, again, I'm, I could do any of mine for number one. And no, no drum, drum rolls. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll go first then. Sure, sure. So my number one game, uh, I don't. I was going to have a build-up for it, but then I forgot to. Is uh, Divinity Original Sin. Another game I haven't played, but it's on my Steam wish list. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll buy it for you. So, it's by Lorian, 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 Lorian Studios, which is, uh, I'm, I'm going to say they're indie, I guess, but this game is so big, it's amazing that they're an indie company. Um, so, it's an RPG for people that don't know, but it's like old-school um, isometric view game. Uh, party of four, you really have to have that trinity of a healer, a tank, a ranged person, and a DPS damage per second person. Um, but I, I don't even know, it's hard for me to explain why it's my favorite game of the year, other than I spent over 60 hours on the game to beat it. And I think it was just because it was this nice mixture of classic, like, Boulder's Gate RPG, where you actually can use the environment and you have turns, so you have to, like, plan out where you guys move to and where they attack from and and make sure that your tanks in the way of the of the of the opponent's next turn and stuff like that and, and doing crowd management whenever you're in combat and then also had a lot of like small puzzles that like you had to solve by doing different things like they had these two uh pyramids that you get really early on that let you if you drop one at one place and then drop it and the other one again you can actually teleport between them and there's like puzzles that you had to use uh, by teleporting, there's a few. I think there's a puzzle we had to kill somebody on a certain platform to make something else happen. And I probably haven't even solved most of the puzzles because I played most of the game. I don't know if I 100%ed it or not. I don't think I did. But the, the whole everything there just seemed right, except for one problem, and that was if you did not build the right character. Because you get to build, you get to pick two of your starting characters, so what class they are, and you know their their race and uh, you know stuff like that at the very beginning. And the other two join you, so you have like that. You don't get to actually design them. So if you pick the wrong starting characters, you could screw up your whole game and have to restart because you pick up you you meet a mage and a, a tank later in the game that join you. So if you make a mage and a tank, you could end up have a party that's all tanks and mages. And so a lot of people had to re-roll that. Um, but luckily, I did a. I think I actually did a, a ranger type character, just like it did in Dragon Age. But uh, I think overall, though, the game was. Just phenomenally awesome and it kind of reminded me what an RPG can be and I think because of it it allowed me to enjoy Dragon Age more just for the story versus the RPG elements where if, if Divinity didn't exist I don't think I would like Dragon Age as much as I did hmm. yeah I mean I, I I love RPGs and I wish there was more on the consoles right now and I'd love for that one to come to the consoles but it might not so it's definitely something that I have, you know, thinking about picking up on Steam just to, to go play it on the PC. Strangely, the thing I'm going to say about it, too, um, 
I just popped in my head while you were talking was if the original Fallout was redone, I would want it to be the same style as this game from the combat standpoint. So I go back and play the old Fallout and I get annoyed a lot by the combat. Like there's just like some stuff that's just missing, I think, I feel. And if they would redo the original Fallout, which is probably one of my favorite RPGs of all time, don't get me wrong. And they, but they did that by taking in Divinity's combat system and, and uh, resource management system. I think that game would be like the greatest game ever made. <laughs> the bee's knees. Sure, the bee's knees. Mister, I'm from the 40s, I guess. Right. Well, that's this is totally off topic, but um, I I referred to um I referred to someone as a Jezebel, and um. I thought that was a term that people use nowadays, but apparently that is like real. Is that derogatory? No, just Jeze- Jezebel means harlot. Yeah, so say is that isn't, isn't harlot a bad thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying like you're you're just like a floozy, or so, you're like a homewrecker. Were you trying to compliment the person that you were talking to? No, I was talking about somebody on a show. It like, okay. It wasn't like a person in front of me. Okay. Uh, but uh. Someone's like, what are you, from the Old West? <laughs> well, you could just tell me you read Jezebel, the blog. Uh, you, you like all your celebrity uh, gossip. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's a sad point. Oh, Lord. Fine. I'm like, I would explain, but it's a, it's one of the Gawker Media's blogs. It's Jezebel. Who's John? You know who Gawker Media is? Yeah, I know who Gawker Media is. It's one of their blogs. It's Jezebel. Uh, it's, it's actually more of a blog about um, I'm just totally probably if someone actually listens to this we'll get mad but I think it's like mostly around like women issues type blog like calling out like sexist things that are still happening type thing I like sexy things yes exactly <laughs> anywho so you're from the old west with Jezebel and Bees Knees so I find this really interesting that you're well a lot of most of your games in your list were not on my list, but most of the games on your list are games that I still have to play. So maybe our our ours would be similar if you actually if played more games. Uh, there's I, everything came out in like the last like month though. So you know? Divinity was out in June. I know Wolfenstein was out in May. Middle Earth was out in uh, sometime September. See, look, there's a month between each one of those games. Okay. You're too um, busy playing Binding of Isaac to uh, actually play any of the games. No, that's 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 you. Which we talked about that game like f- two or three years ago. Yeah, but it got re-released again this year with added <laughs> DLC. It was on my list of potential top games. <laughs> so I find it interesting that the game at the top of your list was an RPG, and the the, the one at the top of my list is an RPG as well, and maybe for similar but different reasons. And this one is interesting, but mine was South Park. Stick of Truth. You know, I've heard uh, this is the first game I haven't played. It's on your list, by the way, and I've heard good things about it. But and I know people are going to find this weird. I do not like South Park, so I didn't play it. Yeah, if you're not a South Park fan, then the the humor and the characters are definitely very South Park ass South Park game. Yes. Um, and to to some points, people might find it extremely offensive uh, in some cases. So. Wow. That's that's it's, if you're buying a South Park game and you're not going to be offended, you, you, you find it offensive. There's something wrong with you for purchasing it, right? I mean, the first thing is they made this game look and feel 
exactly like South Park. Like, right. you know, sometimes they do a you do a, a tie-in or something like that, and it feels chintzy. But no, like if you walked past when I'm playing this game, you would think I was watching South Park. It literally looks exactly the same. Uh, and that, to credit, that's Trey and Parker, the guys who uh, invented or created South invented. Park. Invented. They, it. they, 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 invented, disco- they, they discovered, discovered South Park. They were like hiking up in the Himalayas and South Park was After like After years buried. of mining. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, they, they were heavily involved in this game and it took a ass long time for it to come out and they delayed it over a year several times. And so... That was part of it, uh, so that's why I think some of it looks like it. They got you know they did all the voices and stuff, so um, it, it looked looked great. I mean, uh, everything was spot on, uh, right? To South Park, you know, like they always say, it it takes a lot of effort to make something look this crappy. Um, Cardboard paper, that's all you need, <laughs> right? Um, which right now they they use the same computer program that they did to do Jurassic Park, but um, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, so I mean, it was it was really interesting. The combat is you know very old school RPG, you turn based um, type of thing. You know, you got guys on the left, guys on the right. You know, on the turn by turn attack. Yeah, that's like that. the other thing. Reason I didn't play the game was when it comes to RPGs, I like to have movement involved in my combat. Yeah, none um, of that. Yeah, so so very 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 basic old it's school. Best it's a JRPG, is what it is. You know, like Final Fantasy. Right. Yeah, definitely. If you old school RPGs, things like that, and the and the battle stuff was, uh, it was mediocre at best. I wasn't in love with it. It was just, it was a mechanic to get to an end. So it was, you know, and considering that's you think, <laughs> oh, well, that that is the game. <laughs> it's, it's the movie to the next joke. Yeah, so it's it really that's what it comes down to, and um, there's the the story, of course, being a South Park is, is insane, and there's just there's just crazy stuff in it to the point where I was playing it, and your character is the new kid in town, and you get shrunk by underwear gnomes, um, and you're traversing through your parents' room, and they begin to have sex. Um, and it is very graphic, uh, and you are fighting gnomes underneath your parents while they're having sex, and at some point you have to avoid your dad's balls, and there's just a lot of things, like, it's very disturbing, and in fact, the only time that anybody walked into the room when I was playing the game was during that part. And they're like, what is that? I was like, that's someone's balls. And they're like, what the hell are you playing? So uh, just like uh, stuff where even where you'd be like, whoa, this is stuff they couldn't even do on the show. Um, but just like, it, just, right, right. just, just graphic. Um, so it was, I, again, you know, them trying to push the envelope and not make it fluffy. Uh, I like that. I always like them. People try to, Try yeah. to push things. So um, I, I'm actually a little worried. I might I might have to call my lawyer though, because that really sounds like my story, of my life. Okay, I I, I really don't want to hear any more. I've been nervous a long time ago. They actually made a movie about it. It's called Honey, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but they made it PG-13, so they couldn't do the the main uh, points that you have pointed out right now. The ball slapping. Yes, scene. the ball slapping scene. All right. So yeah. So it was um. 
I, I mean, I like I like RPG as RPG games, so that's that's good for me. Like, if they wanted to go back and make, you know, an old school Final Fantasy game into you know modern graphics but same mechanics, that would I'd be like, oh, it's perfect because I just right. I want I like to go through. Kill stuff, level up better gear. Kill stuff, and that's probably why I like Diablo's on there and stuff like that. Like, you know, Dragon Age because those—that's pretty much what you're doing is just like going and just leveling up. You're actually, going, you're actually going. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the sound you make. That's more my shooter sound on the game. Like, and, and then you go ding for your uh, level. Ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I find it funny that you love the concept of grinding and leveling, but you don't play any MMOs. You know, I. I've, one, it's because I hate people, so that's, yeah. that's a problem because I hate people. You don't have to. You don't have to interact with the people when you're playing MMO. Yeah, and then the other thing is, I just think that those things. I didn't get into those. Like I didn't get into WoW when it came out, and it's been around forever. And you know, try getting it now is would be like they would be like, oh well. Here's your character. We're gonna start him at level eighty or something, or it's, it would take uh, like two two seconds to get there. And, and I think it's uh, level ninety. Actually, you start at or whatever. And that's just not what I want to do. I always want I want to start at the beginning of the story and and grind up all the way through. And I don't know. And and some of that stuff, I do need a little bit of a story to push me through. And and I'm sure World of Warcraft has one, but um, I don't know. And just all sorts of stuff like that. I guess yeah. It is. It's a little strange that uh, that. Uh, I haven't gotten to those. Maybe I have to find that right one and, and spend like the first week playing with you, Ooh, playing the game with you, so that uh, you get into it. And then from that point, I can leave and you just like keep on going. So you're just trying to be like a drug dealer? Yes, exactly. And I'll, and I'll, I'll actually take the subscription fee and pay it for you. Well, well that sounds dangerous. The first taste is free, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's cool though. No, I like I like I said, a lot of people, even some people at my office came over to me and was like, Did you play South Park? I'm like, No. <laughs> yeah, the problem is if you probably had it hyped up enough where you went to play it, you'd be like, uh That's true. When I played it, I was expecting it to be shit. Because I actually have, I feel like I should watch a playthrough of it maybe versus actually play it. <laughs> yeah, no, that actually would yeah, like a, a summarization. Yeah, yeah, because I mean when I went to play it, I was like, I've been delayed a bunch of times and it's a it's a TV tie-in show game. I expected it to be shit. You know, yeah. I didn't. I my expectations were really low on it. And it sounds so like it was delayed for the right reasons versus the wrong reasons. Like no, definitely the two. I don't remember the names of the guys that that discovered uh, <laughs> South Park in the mines of in Ecuador. Train the, man. Yeah, those two guys I think actually were the ones delaying it because it wasn't meeting up to their expectations, which is actually well, good that they can do that because they have money to do it. I would assume versus being like. Other games where it's like, oh, this game sucks, but we have to release it because we have obligations to our, you know, publishers and crap like that. Well, the other thing you have to remember, this was also uh, originally a THQ joint. Ah, they don't uh, but anymore. the thing is that they had full rights and ownership of the game. So even though THQ was going to publish it, um, when when they went under, they couldn't even sell that. Like they sold the rest right, of their properties right, because right. they didn't own, they didn't they didn't have any. I mean. Matt and Trey are very protective, obviously, of their brand. So they, right. they got to just pick where they wanted it to go and whatnot. So, again, but there's, you know, obviously there's some rigmarole with finding a new publisher and stuff like that that causes even some delays. So yeah. That's awesome. All right, so so what we're saying is my number one game is the one I can't remember I named, uh, <laughs> Divinity Original Sins. 
And yours is uh, South Park, two RPGs. That's very interesting to me. I kind of want to change Wolfenstein to be our number one, just so we don't have two RPGs. Mm. But the strange part is, it's two RPGs that are like opposites of each other, kind of, too, right? Divinity, Original Sin is trying to be a serious RPG with movement controls and, you know, over-top uh, uh, crowd management. And South Park's all about comedy and unrealism. Uh, unrealism? Yeah, you don't, need to, you don't have to be good at games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just say attack and he'll do damage type thing. So it's, but yeah, it's cool though. This must have been the year of RPGs though because we had a lot of RPGs on our list. Yeah. So with with the list we just went through, but, and it's off the cuff here, what do you think for this year was one of the games that really disappointed you the most? Where you, you really had some high hopes for it and it really let you down. So I have actually two that are in my crawl. <laughs> Look at that, that's an old term. Um, I like it. Keep using it. Uh, I, I, got, I think I'm not, I'll pick one and go into why more. I think so. The first one that's the the I had high hopes for and it just was boring was Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Like I totally expected something fun, but then of course if I think about it, it was a multiplayer only game. So if the multiplayer sucked, it's gonna suck. So I guess my I think I had poor judgment on expecting more from it. But the big game, I think, that's the one that I keep on coming back to that I don't understand why it's bad, is Destiny. That's That was mine. Yep. And, and my problem with Destiny is, well, it's multiple reasons, but I was not, I'm not like a Halo diehard fan. Like, I'm not like one of those uber Halo people. When the first one came out, the only the way I played it was me and my buddy would go drinking all night, and then we'd go to his house at 2 a.m. and play the first Halo to 5 a.m. You know, trying to beat it as co-op while drunk. That was like that was my Halo. For, my first Halo experience is that, and then every other Halo after that, we played co-op together. Uh, either he moved to another city, but we'd still play online and try to beat every Halo together, right? So I had this belief that Destiny by Bungie could make a actual multiplayer MO. I'm gonna say MMO with quotes style game good because they made the co-op of Halo so good, right? And there's a lot of problems Halo when it comes to combat and stuff like that. But there's nothing in Destiny that makes me want to play with people. There's nothing in Destiny that makes me want me to play the game. It fits your game style of grind and get loot, but it doesn't seem to attach you to it either. Like, I don't, I don't know what this game's trying to be, I guess, is my problem with it. And people keep on saying that the combat is really, really, really well done. But I don't think it is. Like, I personally don't think the combat's better than any other FPS that came out this year. Like, Wolfenstein's combat's just as good as De- Destiny's. Maybe because I'm playing on a P- I play most PC games where first-person shooter combat's a lot better than console in general. But I don't know. There's this like I expected Bungie to make something good and it just like fell flat on its face. There's nothing there. Yeah, I mean, so my issue is again I like a story and there was no. Is there a story? There's no story. Aren't you so, like the chosen one or something? And that may, no, but it's so disjointed. It's, it seemed like they cut out like ten hours of the game or something like that because it's just it. It doesn't make it's it sucks. No, I mean there's a basic like oh yeah you're this guardian and there's a bunch of guardians blah blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but it's like so disjointed and so ridiculous. I I just it was I I felt like it was terrible. Um, well, I also thought there was like. It was always like the. I mean, probably people have talked about this all year, right? The whole like 
spawning like every mission you do on the moon you start at the same spot right yeah and, and like what why like it makes no sense so like and, and just like even when you start in the same spot the size of that map is so small compared to other open world games that i don't understand why they couldn't just make every mission have its own map you know what i mean or like have a different area to play in it's like for the amount of time they put into this game it seems so tiny of a game that makes sense and i and maybe because it's, i'm not a grinder like i know people are like oh man but you have to make level 30 by first getting to level 20 then finding a gun and putting a gem in it because you get that gem and once you have that gem in it you're now level 21 somehow even though really you're not level 21 but your weapon makes you level 21 like it seems like all like maybe they tried too many things and got them wrong or something i don't know it's like why can't i just have regular levels and weapons yeah it's like and like i'll admit there's a few times when i like the dlc of that vault that came out i guess where it took like the first group of six to beat it in it took them like 12 hours or something like i, I read that and i'm like oh that sounds cool but then i'm like i don't want to go find six people have that have level 30 guardians to play with that i probably won't like and won't, don't want to deal with like i don't know it's just like a lot of things just went wrong with that game yeah uh, again uh, the story and everything like that and in the leveling like i got to level 20 and then the additional leveling you have to like go and get like legendary gear and and you have to uh, it's not like a traditional just leveling and it's not it's not what i want out of leveling so yeah it was just weird and, and i think the it's funny it took, when it was first announced last year was it e3 last year's e3 whenever they announced it mm-hmm. i was not looking forward to it at that point for some reason I'm like, oh, okay, it's just another, like, Halo-ish game. But when it came out, like, for some reason, I got really excited about it. You know, I bought it on, I did digital download for it. And I was like, man, why is this not downloading faster? And then I played it, and I'm like, I'm going to go play Dead Rising 3. <laughs> I was like, like, is this, I don't know. Yeah. And it's weird, because I, I am the target audience, right? fps that does, like, Counter-Strike tournaments and shit, right? It's like, I'm not, like, some rpg or that doesn't like fps's it's just i don't know it's just uh, mm, uh made me sad yeah it's just it's, I, I really just i really was like that i thought it would be a much more in-depth i don't know more of a, like an epic story because they're saying there's like a 10-year plan and it was just I felt yeah, like it was yeah. really Ill- ill-conceived and just if they got 10 years it just i don't know it just well, so I think some of the things too is like they, they mentioned earlier on about oh you'll find a, a gun that like is really cool and people will, like want to know where you got that gun but you have a unique story to get that gun and it kind of reminds me of like how um, Borderlands has like what ten million guns or whatever and like each one of them has its own unique powers and the you know beneficial and whatever but Bungie it seems like there's four guns that you can get that are worth getting the rest are shit. Yeah, and everybody knows. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you have the the hammer. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a pretty good one. It's well, like you just, oh, it's you can get that if you do this raid and it's a random drop. It's like okay. Yeah, and then you just have to do that raid nine hundred times <laughs> to get it. Like, I think I, I think it'd been better if it was either like Bungie for the weapons, where not Bungie, <laughs> if it was like Borderlands for the weapons, and it was just randomly generated, because then you just can have something unique. But then. Or if they had some kind of like crafting thing where it's like, oh, I got this base weapon and I went and over here and and did this mission that let me get uh, unutanium or whatever that stupid avatar mineral was, 
and and I combine them together by going to this this forge, like and maybe different forges have different abilities or something, you know, something where like actually builds your own weapons, so you do have a story. I don't, I, there's just too much in depth. Even if they fix that, I don't even think the quests are worth doing anyhow. So, and, and most of the quests, I didn't even know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm on this planet. I'm supposed to run over this computer, and my ghost goes into it. And now I have to do, now I have to play a horde mode and defend my ghost for a bit. Okay, why? Um, you played on the PS4, right? Yeah, I did. So, were your loading times god awful? Also, like that stupid spaceship would be flying in the air. Yeah, they were they were they were pretty terrible. And it's just like, and it's like every time you want to do anything, it's like, okay, gotta watch the stupid plane float in the air. I'm like, can't yeah, you like that for everybody? Yeah, don't render that stupid plane and make it load faster. <laughs> you know, it's like, get me get drunk and have me wake up in the bathroom at the base or something. Yeah, I was I was not impressed. Yeah. Anyhow, I'll, I'll stop being ranting about it. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I think my I wrote down a note and it said biggest waste of money this year. <laughs> That's my my first point. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm 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 hoping that 2015 will be a better year and there will be better games. And there are some good ones coming out, and you know that's something we can talk about in a future episode. And but I'm hoping there'll be some more announcements that are uh, coming up. Well, I uh, guess E3 is going to be the big announcement time again, I guess. Yeah, I feel like that's a little late, though, for them to announce something that would come out this year. You think? There might be a push for the November Christmas time. I guess maybe... Yeah. Well, there's PAX East coming up soon. Um, stuff like that, I guess. I'm just saying... We'll, we'll talk about more later, but I've... like I think before we even started this podcast, I kind of was going through the list, and nothing stood out yet. Um, all right, I'm going to say the most strange thing that happened to me this year, in gaming, that is, for some reason, I want a Wii U. You want a Wii U? I do. Like, you want one or you won one? I want one, not won oh, one. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you won it. No. I, I, actually, I won my Xbox 360, by the way. I never bought one of those. Mm. <laughs> but that was gambling by playing pool. But anywho... No, for some reason, there's a lot of games being announced for the Wii U that aren't, like, in-depth, like, you know, Middle-Earth, Shadow Mordor-type games, but, like, I want to play that Toadstool game, which I can't remember the name of it. Like, it just seems like this cute little puzzler with dioramas and stuff. I really want to play Fatal Frame. Um, I don't really care about Bayonetta, but that could be interesting to play. Like, there's all these, like, games coming out that are, like... They're not epic games, but they're games that like I could see myself sitting down with a friend and playing, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, te- just, I'm waiting for one more price drop. I wanted to get to like one ninety nine. One ninety nine I would probably go out today and buy. It's two right. nine is it at two ninety nine or two forty nine right now? I think it's at two forty nine, but uh, don't quote me on that, but I think it's at two forty nine. Yeah. So if it wouldn't if it wouldn't one ninety nine I'd probably buy it. And I definitely yeah. there's definitely games I want on the Wii U to play where the Xbox One and then the PS4, they don't have games right now that will make me buy the system for. I have an Xbox One, but I wouldn't, like, right now, all those games that are out for the Xbox One do not, I would not be like, oh, you gotta buy an Xbox One to play this game. Or the PS4, is like, oh, you gotta buy the PS4 for the, to play this game. Where Wii U has got some games that I'm like, I really want to play this. And, I, and it's also Nintendo, so you know they're not coming out on the PC anytime soon. <laughs> so, I don't know, I just find it strange that I actually got interested in the Wii U this year. I think that's a weird thing, which either talks to the games that are coming out on the Wii U or the lack of games coming out on the other systems. 
Yeah. Well, my brother just got one, so I'm going to go try it out at his house and see if if it's something that interests me or it's just like a, you know, a, well, get that oh, that's, that's interesting. Get the Toadstool game because I want to know if it's any good. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like basically it looks like he – No, I saw it. Yeah, yeah Toadstool. Like, uh, was, it was a mini game in the, the newest Super Mario. Yeah. Uh, game and then they made it to like a, a full fledged thing. You go around and collect stars type of thing. So yeah, it looks interesting. So I think if I get another console with the Wii U, if something comes out for the PS4 that's like Heavy Rain, that's when I'll get the PS4. Like Heavy Rain made me buy a PS3. I don't know if there's anything that out yet. That's, there's nothing out yet for the PS4. No, know. but there's some stuff coming. Which yeah, we'll talk you know, later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right, bats. Are we done? Is that our tops? <laughs> our tops are. Wait, was it? Or our tops again? <laughs> They're so rememberable, I already forgot them. So, you had said um, Divinity Original Sin. Right. And I said South Park. Right. Are you looking okay. for the other ones you said? Oh, no, the other ones I said were The Vanishing of, Car of Ethan Carter, Dragon Age Inquisition, Middle Earth, Shadows of Mordor, and uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order. And I said Octodad, South Park, The Swapper, Diablo 3, Sunset Overdrive, and Dragon Age. And part of me wishes I would have said Broken Age, but I didn't. Is part two out yet, though? No. So I'm going to so keep I feel like that's... This year. This year. I think you have to wait till the whole thing's out. Yeah. So. So. Maybe this year we'll... It'll be on the list. So, yeah. So. All right. Well, with that, we're, you know, we're trying to look to, to do this more consistently coming up. So uh, definitely check back uh, to see uh, for... Uh, future episodes uh, and then it sounds like in the next episode we're going to talk about uh, what's 2015 going to look like this year and, and what we're, we're looking forward to uh, we're always looking for questions so if you want to send us an email at podcast at thronecontrollers.com uh, we'll take that uh, information and possibly read that on the air uh, any question comments uh, anything like that feel free to, to reach out you can always go to Throne Controllers. We're looking to redesign the site, so look for that soon. Uh, Case has got some some magic up his uh, sleeve there. So, you know, if you have any suggestions, uh, I'm shirtless right now. By the way, what are you doing? I'm shirtless right now, so it's oh, not, really? it's, not my, it's not up my sleeves. Oh well, this podcast just got sexy, ladies and gentlemen. Giddy up, yeah. So. <laughs> that fantastic I, I, I totally screwed up your ending didn't i no it's you know what this we're just it's it's free flow we always that's how we do it but um you know as we were wrapping up here i don't know case do you have any final words for 2014 that you'd like to share with the, the public no <laughs> all right um and i would say don't pee in the company ink that's uh words to live by bye bats so uh, until next time, uh, I've been Bats. I've been Case. And we out. Peace. Case, case, there. Here a case, there a case, everywhere a case, case.